What's up, NFL fans? Connor McCarthy here with my co-host, as always, Blake Pace, here to talk to you about another week in the NFL. A couple more big trades. Uh, super team got even more super, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about it, Blake? Yeah, it was, you know, it, it, this is, seems to be just one of the off-seasons where it doesn't get dry. I mean, usually NFL, you have some big free agent signings, and then everything calms down until the draft. But, I mean, even, you know, more trades um, seem to be on the way. Maybe the Giants trade out of two. You know, top wide receivers available. Um, like you said, another trade that happen you know we're all gearing up to what should be a good draft and i think a lot of cool trades might come out of that draft as well i think you might see some big time moves yeah you know, you w- it wouldn't round. surprise me at all with this offseason and how crazy it's exactly. been i mean how when's the last offseason we've seen this many big names transferring to different teams especially yeah. in the prime of their career exactly. uh, so a bunch it's kind of stuff. like what you get out of basketball the past yeah. few seasons with all those trades you know the nfl is kind of just catching up with that because i mean it also is just bringing in a lot more money it is. So, you know, that's an interesting way to look at it, too. It's more attention to the sport throughout the year. Yeah, I want to look at uh, how many, uh, uh, how much hits they get on their website through this right? offseason compared to other offseasons. Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like every day there's a big headline. Definitely. So, that's uh, our 28th episode, isn't it, Blake? Yep, our 28th episode. We've got some, a lot of running backs, not some great ones. We have one that I, I'm a big fan of, a few that are overrated, nice rookie that I like. Um, you got any for me? <laughs> any 28s? Any 28s. One that you're a big fan of is AFC West running back. That AFC I really West. Like. I don't think I've talked about him much, but I really like his game. He's played for three years. Um, AFC West. I'm trying to think right now. Are you talking about? Not. Right, give me a hit. Which, 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 Super Chargers. Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. That's what, I, that's what I was. I was. I was thinking about that. So yeah, yeah we got Melvin Gordon. He's probably. The best wearing 28 right now. Um, this guy just signed with the Cleveland Browns at the running back position. Carlos Hyde? Yep, Carlos Hyde. Uh, rotational running back um, for the Patriots. Won them the Super Bowl last year. Oh, uh, James White? James White. Uh, this is where it, it drops off. Um, backup running back in Houston. Oh, uh, I, I know his name. Last uh, name's a color. Yeah. Oh, uh, Alfred Blue? Alfred Blue, yep. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Keep going down the list. Cornerback and you know what? No, this list is pretty bad. So I'll give. I'll make one more guess. Uh, oh, oh, one more. Rookie right. running back, second or third round. Uh, as a pretty big right hook. Can I say pretty that? Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. I was thinking, you know, that's... Joe Mixon, when you first said a running back that you liked, I was thinking oh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I do like Joe Mixon's yeah, game. I do like Joe I think Mixon's game. He's gonna I have think a we're actually, I'm actually about to talk about him later in the oh, show. Oh, really? So, yeah. Awesome. I like it. Uh, Jamal Charles wore 28 this year. Um, let's go through the rest of the guys real quick. There's uh, Justin Bethel, cornerback with the Cardinals, Terrence West, uh, Sean Davis, Bobby McCain, Vernon Hargraves, um, Quandre Diggs, Paul Perkins, Wendell Smallwood, uh, EJ Gaines. So a bunch of guys that you know yeah. that's on your fantasy radar somewhere. But yeah, but you never, yeah. you never start. The guy you have him on the bench, you're like, hey, maybe if three guys go down, I'm exactly. starting this week. All right, I know so, you said there was a couple Hall of Famers. Yeah, there's in there. some great all-timers in here. If I can get this to load, I don't know what's going on. Technical difficulties. All right, let's see. We got uh, Marshall Falk, Curtis Martin, Fred Taylor, Adrian Peterson. Okay. Hard to miss that one. Yeah, uh, Darren Woodson. Uh, Jimmy Orr, Kurt Warner, wore it for six years. Chris Johnson, uh, Gene Atkins, Jonathan Stewart wore it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some great all-time greats. Work done. Daryl Green, some good running. Yeah, Daryl Green had a 19-year career. It is huh. all with Washington. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. There you go. He lasted 20 years Washington, defensive back. Mm-hmm. I wish I got yeah. a watch, uh, had a chance to watch him play, but, you know, yeah. before my time when all the good Redskins were happening. Right. Yeah. All right, so you think you're ready about, uh, about ready to get into the show? Definitely. All right, start with our first topic. I know we talked about the Rams a lot, but, I mean, they just keep making moves. Have the Rams already won the Super Bowl if their team stays healthy? I'll just let you start with this, Blake. Yeah, so this is, I mean, you certainly like to think so. I mean, they, you know, just upgraded the wide receiver position, uh, replacing Sammy Watkins with Brandon Cooks, and I think that this is an upgrade from Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, uh, Brandon Cooks doesn't have the top-end speed. Oh, no, that he Sammy does Watkins have the top-end speed. Not, not as great as Sammy Watkins. Watkins has lost a step, but I think he's still outright I faster. I think Brandon Cooks is faster than the Sammy. The thing that I think that Brandon Cooks brings mostly to this team is versatility. Um, Sammy Watkins couldn't run a ton of routes that great. Um, Cooks, you know, can run a playbook and can do a various... Um, you know, he can do a wide variety of things on the field. I like his right route running abilities. I think they're better than Sammy Watkins. Um, he's still a gifted receiver, and it's, you know, it's not like he was a bad receiver last year. He was a 1,000-yard receiver in New England. Um, he had a very good year. Exactly, and, and with a team that he technically, rumors come out that he wasn't a fit for. Like, they, Tom Brady and Belichick, you know, kind of just seems to be leaking out that he just wasn't necessarily a fit for that offense. Um, he'll definitely be a fit in Sean McVay's offense. So he's, you know... Him there, wide receiver number one. It's like they never lost one in free agency um, to go along with their, you know, stud cast of young wide receivers as well. Todd Gurley, you know, they've made, you know, they've upgraded that defense. Linebacking core is a little weak, but you've got the two of, you got the best defensive tackle combination in NFL history, I mm-hmm. think, as long as Sue performs like he has. Um, yeah. I'm not ready to say that they won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I, I definitely have to agree. I mean, you can't say that they act out, have flat out won the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're now my favorites, I'll be honest. They are my favorites, and I know that a lot of people will say, I mean, like, they don't have the experience a lot of other teams have and everything like that, but, I mean, the talent on this team is just ridiculous. The only thing that might worry me a little bit is we talked about how Sean McVay is probably going to be good at getting these big personalities to work together, but there's always that chance that they revert their old ways, and yeah. it could be detrimental to the team. We saw with the Giants this last year what happens when the personalities start crumbling. I mean, they had that one good year, and then last year they crumbled down. Mm-hmm. But it's funny, I was going to mention, you said the Brandon Cooks, he, he wasn't a fit in that Patriots offense and everything, and I know that Belichick and them, they said that, and I'm not disagreeing with that. It's funny, the only Patriot to say that about a guy that had 1,082 yards right. and seven touchdowns and having as many big plays as Brandon Cooks had. Exactly. I mean... Cooks is a great receiver, too, and I was going to go into that. I, I think he is better or at least more established than Sammy Watkins yeah. for sure right yeah. now. He's more and reliable as he well. He is more reliable. Watkins with all the injury history. Yeah, that's true. I think Sammy Watkins' ceiling might still be a little higher higher somewhere, but I wouldn't take that ceiling over Brandon Cooks' already established dominance exactly. and being a deep threat. Yeah. Brandon Cooks has top-end speed. He really does. Oh, yeah. And I think he is faster than Sammy Watkins. I would have to disagree. We don't disagree that often, but I would definitely yeah. have to put that out there. But, yeah, like you said, the defensive line combination is just absolutely ridiculous. They have a ridiculous secondary now. I mean, you look at this team, and I thought it was going to be really hard to top the Eagles in terms of talent at every position, but the Rams are doing it, and they've been so aggressive this offseason. If they don't win a Super Bowl in the next couple years, this would be, I think, very disappointing to them. Yeah, this is just clear that they're going all in now, and kind of, I think that you see a lot of teams try and do that in certain cities, and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um but I think like I think we have to take into account where they're located. I think Los Angeles is like the perfect place to try to go all in. I think that right now you you need you need 
in the audience and they, they didn't have, audience. they didn't, they weren't getting any uh, ticket sales. And so I think, you know, a lot of these trades maybe came down for management. Like, listen, you got to get some guys on this team that, that fans are going to want to come see. And they're not just going to want to come see them because they're cool names. They've got a great team now and a great yeah. offense. Um, so like, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, drawing in that attention. I think just sometimes teams just are, it, let's go all in on this, and then something falls apart. It's like the Eagles with the Dream yeah, Team. Yeah, I remember that. Vince we Young. talked about that before. I mean, their, their backup or, quarterback said that, so that's why I don't take it too much to heart. Um, but, you know, some teams try and do that, and it just falls flat on their face. I think just location-wise, bringing in all these personalities and stuff is going to work because they're in a major market. They're on the West Coast. Seems to be a little more relaxed. Um, but, yeah, I definitely like where they're going. And I wanted mm-hmm. to pull this up. So let me – I just wanted to make sure. All right, Sammy Watkins at the combine. He is slower now. He is slower now. He's slower now. That's what I'm talking about. At the combine, ran a 4-4-3. I think Brandon Cooks was Brandon Cooks ran a 4-3-3. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I told you, Brandon Cooks is one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. Damn. That's what I'm saying. I I knew Brandon Cooks. I, I ever since watching him on the Saints, That's he just crazy. flies, man. He's Four, one. Of, he's a yes. Brandon on. Cooks. I knew he had one of the bigger ones, and that's Damn. what I, I, I told you. I don't disagree with you that often, but I had to step in there. And yeah, say that's Brandon crazy. Cooks is flat oh, out. You're definitely right about yeah. that. Yeah, but going back to what, faster. Yeah, I think what I love about it though, and this was the point I was gonna make before I went off on this tangent, is that this is kind of gonna turn into what. So the past few years, we've had some great quarterbacks taken at one and two. You had the Andrew Luck RG3 year, and it's like, oh, this this will be great to see this rivalry for the next decade. Mariota and Jameis Winston, oh, that'll be great to see them, you know, these teams rival At each other for that a while. rivalry can still go on. That, that for still a has bit. potential, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to get the Colts Ravens rivalry. That now. could, now that that could happen. Now you never RG3 know. RG3 is resurgence. Um, but I think that this is just great because you have the first and the second pick from, from their draft class at quarterback, but they have amazing teams around them, and they should be the favorites to make it to the NFC Championship. Um, so, you know, you're going to get to see that duo just be pitted against each other for the rest of their careers because they're going to stay on their teams. Their teams are going to stay successful, um, and you're going to get to see an amazing rivalry because of that. We're dealing with a lot of definites this, uh, this episode so far, yeah. early already. Uh-huh. And I... I I wanted to agree real quick with the the stadium last year. It was really depressing watching that nobody would go out to those games and everything. Same with San Diego after or L. A. Chargers now. God, their after, was yeah, awful. that was just awful to see. And the Rams are one of the most exciting teams in the league last year, and they couldn't, they, get, they couldn't get anyone out. So if this doesn't get anybody out to L. A., then L. A. Really doesn't need a football team, in my opinion, at least. Right. Yeah. So I think we'll go on to our next subject. Which player that was injured last season are you most looking forward to seeing play next year? And it doesn't have to be a guy that was injured before the season even started. It could be a guy that was taken away too early. I'll let you go ahead and start. Odell Beckham Jr. I Odell. can't wait to see this man play. I I mean, just being from New York, I watched a lot of Giants games growing up. And, I, you know, I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Colts fan, but I like rooting for the Giants. Um and, you know, the past, I mean, last year was miserable to watch their team, so I definitely didn't watch much of them. But the game is just so much more fun when Odell Beckham Jr. is on the football field. The stuff that he can do, I, I can't say that anyone in the league has the ability to create as much as he can. In And I think what was most amazing the years before is that he was in one of the worst run offenses in football. And I think, potentially, he has a chance to go 
traded to a team that runs a great offense, or if he stays in New York, Pat Shermer is going to be a great upgrade for that offensive scheme. So I think that Odell Beckham Jr. has been a top three receiver, undoubtedly, in one of the worst offenses in football. But now, with a good offense, he's going to be, you know, far and away the number one receiver in football. Ooh. He had, he basically ran two routes in New York. He ran a slant route and a go route. That's all they ever used him for. They didn't move him inside. They didn't move him in motion. They didn't utilize him at all because they were so traditional in the way they ran their offense. It was, you know, I mean, that offense was terrible under uh, McAdoo. It was just, yeah. it was awful. And so now that they've got Pat Shermer, or where he's rumored to potentially go, San Francisco, not L.A. anymore, but the New England Patriots. I've heard some Colts stuff now recently because mm-hmm. they have the cap space and um, and uh, a great offensive mind. I've also heard the Texans are a possibility. Can you imagine that combination with DeAndre Hopkins in Houston? I They've got money. They've got a good that. offensive scheme. Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. I, I just think no matter where he ends up, he's going to have his best season of his career because the playbook is going to be that much better for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've talked about it every week. We think he is the most talented receiver in the NFL. I still go with Antonio Brown as my favorite for being the best receiver in the NFL right now. And Julio Jones is always in that conversation, too. He can do Both those guys have much yeah. better quarterbacks throwing they do, the ball, They do. Too. They do. But there's some ridiculous things that those oh, guys yeah. do that you can every say every day. How, how does he even do that? Yeah, definitely. But I'll go with my favorite player uh, that was injured last season, David Johnson. I really want to see him come back this next season. I was so disappointed that he got yeah. hurt in week one. Yeah. He injured his wrist. Done for the whole season. It was really depressing to see because I don't think there's a more explosive downhill runner in the NFL. He has a little bit of beast mode in him, but he's quicker. I mean, he was kick returning when he first came into the NFL, and he had a couple kick returning touchdowns. That's, That's how he got to start. Right. I mean, he started off a kick returning job, then he started catching touchdowns all the time out of the backfield because Chris Johnson was having a resurgent year in Arizona at the time. And then he took over his full-time running back and just lit the world on fire. He has one of the best runs I've ever seen against Philadelphia. I watched that live. He carried me to my fantasy playoffs that <laughs> year and my Super Bowl. Yep. But So I always have a little spot in my heart for David Johnson. Mm-hmm. But... A hundred or fifteen straight games with a hundred total yards in two thousand sixteen. Uh, that's a NFL or tied an NFL record. I mean, it's just ridiculous the production that you can get, and he's asked to carry so much on that offense. And not having him last year, it took a huge hit, and you could see it obviously. And when he comes back next year, I mean, Arizona has such a better chance to win whenever they have that guy in uh, in the backfield. Exactly, and especially with we don't know who who's going to be quarterback there. I mean, I mean, we don't potentially be you know a rookie guy who they brought in. Um, why can't I remember who they signed? They have Sam Bradford. They have Sam Bradford, and that's right. And they got Mike Glennon. Yeah, Mike, good old Mike Glennon. But, you know, I expect them to draft a, a quarterback in the first round, so there's a potential there. You know what's funny? Both of us didn't even mention the greatest quarterback, the most talented quarterback in football. Aaron Rodgers missed yeah. a great part of the season. I'm not even counting him that much because, I mean, at least he came back for a little you got bit to and see everything. Him before they and shut we're him spoiled on Aaron Rodgers. We get to watch him every year and everything. But David Johnson's about, only like three years into his career. It's so amazing that, like, we went the. Not the entire season. We went most of the season last year without the best quarterback, the most talented quarterback, potentially the most talented running back. I think David Johnson, just because what he can provide all around, he's got to be top two, top top three. three. He's top three, and I I could argue for him being the number one. And then top three receiver. We went the majority of the season without those three. A top five quarterback in Carson Wentz towards the end. I mean... There's it's there's so much to be excited about as a fan because you're getting back those guys and there are younger guys who kind of filled those roles that you're also going to see. Yeah. And you miss one other top player. 
I think maybe the top safety in the league was out too, Eric Berry. I mean, Eric he was Berry going, back. I think he's probably JJ Watt. JJ Watt, I mean, if he comes back, I mean, he's been dealing with injuries the past few yeah. seasons after being an Iron Man for so long. Yeah. We'll see if he ever returns to what he he once was. Yeah, it's just great because we had a whole wave of young guys come up and kind of fill the fill the spotlight for them. I mean, at the receiver position, Juju Smith-Schuster had a great year. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at running backs, I mean, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, um, you're going to see Saquon Barkley play football next year in the pros. Like, there's so much talent that's going to be on the field next year if they all stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's just And the if they don't sit out. I mean, we, we could not watch Odell play all next year. He could choose to sit out. And yeah. honestly, with the current situation, I would do that too. Get paid. That's, that's my motto with football players. Get paid while you can. Um, I could go on a huge rant about that, but, um, I just think that there's so much excited to be about because like there's, there's so many guys coming back and so much parody in the league now. I mean, when you, when you come off a Super Bowl and the Patriots have won it, you're like, man, it's us against the Patriots. You know, we got to We got to We got to beat the Patriots. It's, you know, the Patriots are the favorites. When you come off a year when the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl, it's like, Oh, who's going to be next? Who's that next dynasty? Cause you know, the Patriots are very likely to get back there, but there are so many talented teams that are like, well, what about what about them yeah, taking it? Like, New England's lost a lot of guys. They have. They have lost what? so much talent on that team. I, that team, talent-wise, outside of, oh, God. Julian Allen, Outside Ron, of the Brady. top eight teams in football. I mean, like... Talent-wise, yeah, at least ahead, outside of the you top You can go eight. ahead and do that all day, but... The people they have in the positions they put them. Exactly. I think Jeremy Doesn't Hill is going to have a great year next year under Bill right. Belichick. I think he's going to put them in the perfect situations because I'm not a huge fan of Jeremy Hill, especially on the Bengals, even though he had a horrible offensive line. And he wasn't he, put in. They have a horrible situation. offensive line they, in New England. They might have a horrible offensive line, but Bill Belichick will put him in the right spots. You can't tell me that from 2016 to 2017, the Patriots offensive line was that much better. Uh, in 2016, when LeGarrette Blunt had like 12 touchdowns. I mean, I think Jeremy Hill can fulfill in that role that Blunt had at one point. Yeah. And Cordell Patterson, he has a ton of potential. We've seen plenty of plays from him on different teams where he shows flashes, but the consistency isn't there. Yeah. And the one thing that goes along with Bill Belichick and the Patriots is consistency. So if they can start teaching these players how to be that, put them in the right positions, then we're like, uh, Danny Amendola who? Deion Lewis who? Yeah. People like that. And they do it year after year. So it might be a couple bigger names this year because, I mean, they were more productive and Danny Amendola had that great playoff run. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Patriots are going to be hurting as much as people think. Now, if Tom Brady struggles, <laughs> Father Time finally catches up to him a little bit, then the Patriots, I think, are going to start going downhill real quick. And that's what's that's what's going to bring up problems. But if Brady's still Brady next year, I don't see any problem with the Patriots in all honesty. Yeah, I just... At what point you keep losing? I mean, the past two or three years, they've just seemingly lost their entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's getting to a point where I'd be worried about them making it back to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I, in the next couple years, that's definitely going to be a worry. And you know what is an actual rumor? I don't know if you've heard this. There's rumors floating around that Bill Belichick is just trying to screw the Patriots before he leaves. Like, he has enough on his resume where he's just like, you know what, I'm leaving in two years, and I've had to deal with constant bullshit from management, and, and the owner and I don't get along, me and my quarterback don't get along all the time. There's, a, there's like, actual rumors from NFL teams. I heard this on a podcast I was listening to earlier this week, a guy who works within the league. There are teams that think, man... He's just trying to get rid of everyone, so when he leaves, the Patriots are bottom feeders in the NFL. How many rumors have we heard about Bill Belichick over the years? And some of them are true. He's not the mystery, all of them are lies, but he's the complete mystery. I mean, like, I couldn't tell you either way. I don't know the man. I don't know what he's thinking. Nobody really knows what he's thinking because 
someone knew that, then they'd be winning as much as Bill Belichick does. Yeah. So, I mean, his mindset is an enigma, and we don't really know. But all we know is the Patriots have done this before, and they've still thrived, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do it again. I just went. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can go into our next subject right now because we're talking about the Patriots next. Mm -hmm. Do you think the Patriots will make a play at Odell now that they have two first-round picks and that was the starting price that the, uh, that the, the Giants asked for Odell just to begin talks? I don't think that's where they're going. Um, I'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see Odell in a in a, one of the best offenses in football with Josh McDaniels, um, with Tom Brady throwing him the football. They're, especially now that Tom Brady has a better deep ball than he did like five years ago. He's really improved his deep ball accuracy and power. So, you know, for Odell, that's great because Eli Manning does not have that by any means. Um, Eli Manning barely has a slant route in his pocket right now. So I, I would love to see Odell and the Patriots, but I don't think it's the direction they go in because he's never really valued the wide re uh, receiver position that much. He Randy has, Moss. but he, he went out and got Randy Moss. He went out and traded for Brandon Cooks on a one-year lease. I think that they're going quarterback. You think they're going quarterback? I think they're trading those two and a future first-rounder, and they're moving up into the top five for quarterback. Really? That's bold right there. I think they're, they, okay. they want Josh Rosen. They, you think that? They want Josh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen would be a pretty good player. I, I, I didn't really contemplate that as much. I, I really think they're, I think they're going quarterback hard because yeah. I think they realize, wow, we just gave up two starting caliber quarterbacks. Our quarterback is 40, 41. We need a quarterback, and I think that getting that first-round pick, pick 23, was just more ammo to load up to get into the top five, top eight for a quarterback. Well, the thing is, with the Patriots being as successful as they've been, they've been in the back end of drafts for years now, Yeah, and exactly. they haven't had very good drafts over the past Terrible couple years. Drafts. They, have, they really Terrible haven't, drafts. so I don't see them keeping all these picks. I think they go for more proven players like they've done in the past, and that's why I thought the Obel, Odell possibility was real. I mean... I, like I said, Randy Moss, I mean, that combination with Tom Brady was yeah. legendary. Oh, and if Bill Belichick, I know he doesn't like to go out and get stars and he doesn't like to pay people, I think he he's one that will realize how much value Odell actually has and understands the type of player that Odell is because there's really no flaw in his game when he's healthy and he's on the field. Mm -hmm. And when the, he can put him in any offensive scheme, ask him to do anything and create plays on his own, then I think that might override Ode or Belichick's hatred against paying uh, star players to the premium, because I just I think that offense potential is just too much for him to resist, and I think that they have the first round picks, and it's a perfect time for them to make a move like that. Yeah, I'm just nervous because when I think about the Patriots trading for Odell, I think they kind of want to do the same thing they did with Brandon Cooks, lease him for one year and then kind of let him go. Well, that's fine. I, I mean, that's fine. But, no, that's fine, but Odell's not going to play if he doesn't have a new contract next year. He's going to sit out the year. So I think that New, new England is is kind of stuck if they did that because I think Odell could just be like, no, I'm not going to play until you give me a long-term contract. And, you know, maybe they give him a contract and trade him away anyways. At least he's getting that money. But I just I don't think that that's the route they go in. If it is, I uh, amazing. That's got to put them, you know, you know, having him, Edelman, Gronk, I mean, you have the the greatest quarterback, the greatest tight end, and a guy who is on pace to break every single one of Jerry Rice's records. Like, yeah. so statistic-wise, potentially the best wide receiver ever. That's a, a lethal combination. You don't even need, you know, you don't even need a line or a defense. You know, you can worry about that stuff later. Um that would be great. I still think that they go in the direction of quarterback, and there's two guys. I think that if they can get into the top five, it's Josh Rosen. 
Um, and I think that to get that, they'd have to give up 31, 23, and either a first or second next year. Um, unless they wanted to give up their second round I mean, in the 40s. if they 40s. gave their first two first-rounders this year and possibly a second round this year. Yeah, they do have an early second round. They have one in yeah. the 40s. So they, they could trade those top three top 40 picks, bump up into two with New York, five with Denver, I think. would Or four with Cleveland would be the most realistic for me. Cleveland might want to trade out after getting their quarterback at one. I think if they get up there, they're going Josh Rosen. If they don't get into the top five, top eight, I think they trade up in the teens and they get Lamar Jackson. Think I think Lamar that Jackson? I think that what what they have realized and what they've learned the hard way is that RPO is taking over the National Football League. Like you're gonna like next year, so many teams are gonna be implementing that RPO just because of how successful it was in Philadelphia. Um, that they're gonna look at the league and be like, wow, we we don't have a quarterback that can run RPO, but we can get one that in two years could be one of the best RPO quarterbacks in football. Lamar Jackson, you know, he's slipping out. He's, you know, he's going to be in the teen range, I think, when draft day comes. Um, would be great at the RPO offense. He understands NFL play- caliber playbooks. He ran one in Louisville. Petrino's offense in Louisville, very complicated. Great pocket presence, top-end speed. One of the best ceilings in this draft class. Got a good character, too. And exactly. And and so I think that they either go Rosen or Jackson, depending on where they can break into. I mean, having Jackson on that New England offense, it would completely change everything. I mean, you go from, yeah. I mean, Brady's gotten better at being more elusive in the pocket, but going from a guy that has Michael Vick type uh, speed, speed yeah. to from Brady is complete, that's a complete 180. On it's offense. great for the way so, that the NFL is transitioning it into. It is great for the way and, that the NFL and is transitioning. But. The great thing with Lamar is that you. I mean, you have Tom Brady. You're not going to start Lamar day one. You're going to sit him for a year or two. Yeah. And then when he's ready, when Brady retires, he's ready to run that you know, that RPO offense, that new wave of NFL football. It definitely would be interesting. And you have given me a couple more perspectives to think about, especially with the Patriots possibly trading up to get a quarterback now. Yeah. I mean, I, do you really think that – I mean, this is completely off topic, but do you think that when Belichick drafted Garoppolo – did you really think that he thought that Brady would be playing this well at this age? No, I, I don't that, think so. I think that oh, he was taken in the second round yeah. a couple years back. It was, was it the Andrew Luck draft class? Was it Andrew Luck RG3 or was it the year after? It was my senior year of high school, I remember that. that he drafted. It was mm. summer of my senior year, so we're the same age. When was yeah, that, that was like 2015. Yeah, 2015? Was that 2015? No, draft? Andrew Luck was way before that, so yeah, 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 Garoppolo no, no. was more was, recent. Yeah, yeah, it was more recent than that. Because Garoppolo but, wasn't that old. But yeah, yeah so I mean... When you take a guy that early, I think, especially with Bill Belichick, it's like, oh, we see this guy that's potentially our franchise guy. And I think, you know, maybe he thought that there was a sliver that Brady could play this long, but he didn't think that, you know, at age 40, they were going to have to trade away Garoppolo yeah, that's because what I'm he was going to have to and pay Jacoby Brissett, for that matter, too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about that's such a bad trade for New England? You go, oh ahead. My you go ahead and ramp for a second. Dorsett is not going to be in the NFL next year. Yeah. He's not. And they gave us a starting caliber quarterback. Yeah. He's a guy that when Andrew Luck is healthy and we have a young quarterback, we're trading Jacoby Brissett and we're getting probably a first round. pick. Oh, a first it. round pick. That's that is a lot. Uh, I say it's a, I say we're getting an end of the first round pick for teams that for teams that are replacing Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Eli Manning. Uh, they're probably going to take quarterback. I think that this new wave this wave of quarterbacks that are going to start retiring. Those teams are still going to be in the late twenties. I think Pittsburgh. Honestly, wouldn't surprise me if if they gave up 
a late first for Jacoby Brissett. Brissett is is not a bad quarterback. I watched him all year. He's smart. He is mobile. He's big bodied. He has a deep ball. He just was thrown into an offense five days after being traded to them. So he wasn't put in the right position, put behind one of the worst offensive lines. No talent on that team. If Jacoby Brissett was on a middle of the pack team, I think he would do very well. I don't. All right. So the thing is, Jacoby Brissett, and I know you're the Colts expert because you are actually writing for the SB Nation page. Oh, yeah. Well, and you are a Colts fan. I'm not going to insult Jacoby Brissett or anything like that, but I don't think he's ever going to be a, a top 12 quarterback or no, anything like that. No, I don't think he has that. And either. I don't think he's worth a first-round pick from anybody. I, I bury on second to third round, if anything. I mean, yes, I, he is a gamer, and he definitely showed a lot from coming into the Colts and learning that offense so fast and everything like that. But he did have to turn over the ball a lot, didn't he? he, was, uh, he early on, he had some early late on game and everything. interception, stuff like that, definitely. And I think his floor is relatively safe. You're going to get a guy that goes out exactly. there and competes and everything like that. But yeah. his ceiling is iffy to me. And I see him being a second-tier, third-tier type Cam Newton type player. He's got that big body, and he isn't afraid to run. He's got a cannon for an arm, but he's just... A lesser version of Cam Newton. I think yeah. that that's very realistic That's for him. That's what I'm feeling with. I think that... To trade for Jacoby Brissett, you have to have a great team around you and think kind of like in a in a Jacksonville sense where we don't need a great quarterback to win. <laughs> Wait, all right. Are you going to suggest that Jacksonville goes out and get Jacoby Brissett? No. I'm feeling that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they do. I would hate that if that happened just because we gave – it's the division. Would I would lo- no, I wouldn't because I'd love to watch yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. You would just I'd love, love to watch it. even a mediocre like quarterback anymore. So you got Jacoby Brissett over there. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, that is tough. It would just. Oh. Yeah, I know. It would I be just, basically us funny. gifting them with the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which is crazy. Jacoby Brissett, starting quarterback, Jacksonville Jaguars. You think they win? They the win the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, even with all the Rams have done. Even with all the Rams have done now. This past year. This past year. Now. Uh, Blaze is actually shaking. It um, depends. <laughs> I just I have no idea what this team is going to look like after the draft. I don't know where they're going at court. Well, right, how, how about I hold that question? And yeah, we'll, we'll talk, I'm we'll going to ask that, that question after the draft, and then you can tell me. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think uh, we've talked a little much about the Patriots now. A little more for my taste, at least. Go on to the Seahawks a little bit. Yeah. There's been a lot of rumors about the Seahawks. I mean, they've been jettisoning a lot of big players. Seahawks in full rebuild mode, which appears should or could they trade Russell Wilson? No. No, no, no. Okay. When you get your franchise quarterback, the dumbest thing you can do is give him away um, because you're not going to find another one as easily. Like, they got lucky with well, Russell got Wilson. They, they got, got so lucky that he just fell right on their laps in, what, the third round? Yeah. When you get your franchise quarterback, the, the dumbest thing you could do is – trade him away that it is the most valuable position in all of football and um if they gave up russell wilson away with his age he's under contract so he's not right now he's not demanding the highest paid quarterbacks money he will eventually when his contract's up he'll be the highest paid quarterback in football um but he just i'm okay with trading essentially every position except your quarterback because that's so rare to find unless you're getting Tom Brady in in the sixth round, or you're getting all you know that one in a million chance. When you get your franchise quarterback, you have to keep it. The problem with Seattle is their coaching is outdated. They haven't adjusted as the league has adjusted. Bill Belichick has been so great with Tom Brady and that team because continuously for the last you know decade and a half, 
they have been able to adapt to the way the NFL has progressed. They've changed the offense up. They've changed, you know, the throwing mechanics with Brady. The Seahawks have fallen apart by running one of the most basic offenses in football. The Seahawks and the Packers. Two of the most basic offenses in football. Those are the top top five quarterbacks on their teams, and they can't they can only do so much with the offense uh, offensive playbook that they're provided. So I'm not trading Russell Wilson away. I'm 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 changing the coaching first. If it comes down to it, I'm getting a, a bright young coach in there, kind of like that wave of uh, McVay and Shanahan, some guy that's going to come in, bring in the new wave of NFL offense, and and you know make the most out of Wilson, and then build up the the rest of the team. Before I go into my spiel, so you think that like uh, having a top five quarterback or top eight at least in uh, Wilson and Aaron Rodgers does that make you the offensive coordinators kind of lazy? Pretty much because they've had so much success with what they've done, and they think that it can last pretty much forever because they're so talented and run that offense. I just think it's this it's the coaches themselves being too stubborn. I think that um, coaches, where coaches fall off, is because they don't adjust to the way the NFL moves. I mean, your Super Bowl champion implemented an RPO offense, and you're going to see that with half the teams in the NFL next year because it works so well. The other half are the ones that are stuck on their old ways and are like, well, we we don't run those, so we're not going to run those plays, even though they're the best way to trick a defense. Um, so I don't think it's they become lazy. It's they're too stubborn in the coaching trees that they've come from. You know, if they come from a great coaching tree, well, we only do this a certain way. Well, you know, in life in general, if you're never progressing, you're never going to get far. You're never going to um, s- sustain success. So I don't think it's laziness, um, just more of, Ignorance. Okay, ignorance. Okay, yeah. gotcha. All right, I'll get into my own spiel. So, Russell Wilson is 29 years old right now. He is in the prime of his prime. He's 29? He's only, yeah, he's 29. That's what I'm saying. He's getting older. He doesn't have, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. He is a purely, I mean, he's great at pocket and everything, but what makes him so great is to be able to get outside the pocket, make people miss, extend plays, mm-hmm. etc. I don't, I don't know if he wants to be in Seattle. I know he probably loves the city, and he'd probably love to play for them the rest of his career, but if he truly wants to win another Super Bowl, his prime is the next three, four years. And I don't know if Seattle is going to be able to rebuild that quickly. I mean, especially with all the players he's lost. I mean, uh, even going with his wide receiver core, not just the offensive line, not just the defense. I mean, they lost Paul Richardson, who was one of developing as one of his favorite targets last year. I mean, he still has Doug Baldwin there, but they lost Jimmy Graham, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... It seems like the whole team is just like, all right, we're giving up on every other position. Let's just keep you, Russell, even though you're a top-five quarterback and it's probably deserved to have better options around you and at least give you a shot to win games next year. Yeah. They're not even giving him a shot. They're not giving him a shot at all. Because this Seahawks team, I really think, is going to be a bad team next year. I don't. If they win <laughs> six games, I think that will be a shock to me, pretty much. Yeah. So. I think that he he has an option to get out of his contract in 2019, which is not this year, but the next year. So if he truly wants to get out of Seattle, if he wants to win another Super Bowl and he realizes his time might not be as great as some of the other quarterbacks in the league, then he might be the one that says, I need to get out of here and find another team that will pay him. And I think that Russell is a gamer. I think he's one of those guys that wants to strive for greatness, and it's not in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's two to – if I'm Russell Wilson – I'm saying yes, trade me. Yes. If I'm the team, I'm not letting him go unless mm-hmm. I'm getting another franchise quarterback cool. in return. So if I'm Russ, 100%, I'm getting out of there. I'm going to a much better situation. I'm going to a division that doesn't have two of the potential best teams in football next year with the 49ers and uh, Rams. I'm, I'm going to the AFC if I can because every team in the NFC essentially has a franchise quarterback. The AFC, there are so many teams that are still looking for theirs. I think that 
there are several better situations for Russell Wilson. Um, just to name a few, uh, I think Buffalo would be a better situation. Great coaching, great young team. And they're rising. Um, they're rising. Uh, the Jets, they're on the come up. They've got a great young offensive mind in there at OC. Um, just thinking about uh, any well, other teams. I mean, Cleveland, other teams. I mean, I know. I yeah. know. Cleveland's, Cleveland's going to quarterback. Cleveland's with Todd Haley. And Todd Haley gets me worried about running offense. I feel like he's also getting a little too outdated. Um, trying to think, other teams: Miami, uh, Denver, Miami, the the team he beat, the Denver, team he possibly. beat in the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, there are, there are teams that will provide much better situations than the one he's in. Well, the thing is, for me, I just want to see him on the team that's at least looking like they're rising. I'm not going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Going into, I mean, you can't <laughs> oh go to. God. I mean, you can't go to San Francisco because Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah got to throw the name. Got to throw the name in there. But yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, I just want to see him on a team that's going somewhere. I don't see Seahawks going anywhere. They're going oh, yeah. straight downhill. It's, it's of all the teams in the NFL, I from the biggest jump from going from better to worse is Seattle this all season because I think they've realized that they're not gonna, they're not making another Super Bowl run with mm-hmm. the coring players and they're not doing anything wrong with what they're doing. They realize that these players are getting older and they need to get what they can from them while they can. Yeah. But Russell Wilson is the one that's going to take the fall on this. I think he's most affected by this than anybody in the Seahawks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 terrible to have to think that he's going to have to do even more for that team. To yeah, he can't. He cannot possibly do any more than what he did last season. I, there's nothing he could have done more. I know. It's 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 going to be tough to watch the Seahawks it next is. year. I mean, God, it's 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 great when you're in a position where you're you have stars, but you're also building up young guys through the draft, I couldn't tell you who's going to be the next Michael Bennett for them or right. the next Richard Sherman. I don't think that they have a guy coming up that's like, a, oh, well, we, we've we got this young stud who's going to replace our best defensive end, and it, it won't be anything at all. Or here's our number one corner. Who's Richard Sherman? Um, it, it's it's going to be it, – there's going to be some big growing pains in Seattle, and, you know, they need a year or two at, at the bottom at, at of the, the league. At the minimum. At, yeah. the, at the minimum right now. Yeah. I mean, like, before Russell Wilson there and everything, Seattle wasn't a very good team. I mean, I know they had some playoff runs and everything like that, but they were one of those teams that were always on the verge of they could be decent, they could fall apart. Yeah. And I know they had this dynasty of the Legion of Boom, but it's that dynasty is now over. Where do you go from here? Exactly. And Russell Wilson's there to pick up the pieces, in all honesty. So, on to our final subject of the day, a little bit more fun subject. Who will be the breakout player of 2018, Blake? Can you take a guess? Can I take a guess? I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes is who you're going to pick. <laughs> and I, I knew this. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Blake is going to go with Pat Mahomes, so avoid it. Yep. Pat Mahomes, breakout player of the year. God, that's going to be so exciting to watch. <sighs> Even that, when we were talking about all the guys we're getting back, we get to see Pat Mahomes throw around a football next year. I mean... I haven't been more excited to watch a quarterback's debut since Andrew Luck got drafted. Cool. Honestly, I mean, some of these. I, I was a little. I was excited to see uh, Garoppolo his debut in San Francisco, but I mean, that wasn't his debut. He debuted in New England um, two years ago. Uh, so you know, I, I just he's gonna have a great season. I, I think he's in one of the best, one of the better offenses in football. Andy Reid does a great job um, with that team. Got, he has talent. He has a decent O-line. He's got great receiving court. Top two tight end in the league uh, with Travis Kelsey. Um, running backs, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. He's put in such a great position to really just 
go bombs away. And you know what? Let me think about this. Pro Bowl format, still AFC, NFC? Yeah. Next year, Pat Mahomes will be a Pro Bowl quarterback in the AFC. I think just the given the, the lack of quarterback talent in the AFC, um, and then the fact that we're going to probably not have Tom Brady there because he'll be in the Super Bowl, I think that Pat Mahomes oh, will be the third quarterback selected for the Pro Bowl. The third quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be picked over Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I don't think he'll get picked over maybe Deshaun Watson. If he stays healthy, Andrew Luck, it's potentially there. Um, I really think that this is, you know, Pat Mahomes season. And I think I have actually an ongoing bet with a, with a friend of mine, Bennett. Um, before the draft, I couldn't stop talking about Pat Mahomes. This guy was like, listen, I'll make a bet with you. Pat Mahomes won't be a Pro Bowl quarterback in his career. I'll bet you 10 bucks. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll take that easily. He'll be a yeah. Pro Bowl within his first two or three years. So, you know, I think that... Um, it's it's just going to be so amazing to watch. He's got great mobility, can throw on the run, can put the ball anywhere. He can make receivers open. He's got great deep ball accuracy, and he's going to be the breakout player of the year next year. All right, and, I mean, I was expecting that. So I know, <laughs> I know Pat Mahomes, uh, you have so much faith in him, and I don't so I don't know. I, I'm not – I have Y'all said those over sleeping times. on I don't him. know if he's going to be great or if he's going to fall apart next year. Blake is all in on him. I'm, I'm on. 50-50. I'm not going to put my money in there yet. We'll see what happens. My my breakout player from next year, I'm going with Joe Mixon. The I only, like I, I love. I think Joe Mixon is one of the most talented running backs in the NFL, and I think that playing on Cincinnati last year, it just sucks for him. It was a bad situation. Mm-hmm. He only averaged 3.5 yards a carry last year. He had 626 rushing yards, 287 receiving yards. But as the season got on, he just kept making people miss and kept making people miss. And he, he just he did as much as he could behind that offensive line. And I know a lot of people are going to point at Giovanni Bernard and Giovanni Bernard's success that he had the couple Bruce games. The, that, yeah, yeah. That Mixon was out or something Yeah, Mixon like was out. He got injured. And Giovanni Bernard had a couple starts and had good production. I think that's more of a matter of circumstance, and it speaks to Giovanni Bernard's own potential because I think Bernard's a pretty underrated running back in the NFL too. Yeah. But I, I really I think that Mixon next year they've added a couple offensive linemen in uh, Cincinnati. They added Cordy uh, Cordy Glenn from, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, and they added another offensive lineman. If the offensive line can just give him a couple of holes next year, I think Mixon can really start taking over. And, you know, he had a lot of comparisons to Le'Veon Bell coming out of the draft and things like that. He even made his own comparison saying he wouldn't mind having that Le'Veon Bell-type workload. Right. I think if they start giving him that, that he'll make people even more miss, and I think he has a great year next year. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, another problem with them last year was just the ignorance of the coaching staff. He was clearly the best, the best, rece- running, back. The best running back on that team, yet it took, what, six, seven games to get him in. It took and a long him, time. It, I mean... You know, they were just so stuck on Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard. And both of them are, I mean, Jeremy Hill is gone. Gio Bernard, I hope, doesn't start over Mixon day one. Mixon should be the starter. No, Mixon will be the starter. Um, I just think that, you know, he's by far the most athletic, the most capable, um, very durable. I mean, he was banged up a little, but, I mean, he took a beating last year also behind them. Um, Well, the one thing, Mixon, before that video came out of him and all the controversy that surrounded him, Mm -hmm. He was projected to be a first-round running back as well. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he was projected to be a top-three running back. Some were saying that he the might be even... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were they were saying... Some people were even saying that he could be could have been taken 
before Leonard Fournette or right after him, yeah. be right there in comparisons. So the pedigree is there with Mixon. Definitely. The def- pedigree is definitely there. And I saw a lot of talent coming out of him. If you look at Pro Football Focus, they loved a lot of the things that Mixon did. Gotcha. And he's leading a lot of different categories, such as like breaking tackles and uh, making a lot of people miss. I mean, they. I'm telling you right now, I just have a lot of faith in Mixon, and I think that he's going to have a great year next year. That's awesome. And, and you know, going off of just while we're talking about the Bengals, kind of a sneaky team. A sneaky bad team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. They have I, I what I think is a gold mine of young talent on that roster. It's just, I think, poor coaching and Andy Dalton at quarterback that's holding them back. Shaq Lawson. One of, he's gonna be one of the best defensive linemen in football in the next few years. Joe Mixon has the potential to be an amazing running back. You've got AJ Green, a top receiver. Um, they have a gold mine of young talent on that team. And I think with the right coach, maybe, you know, a good season from Andy Dalton, I think they have the potential to really, you know, surprise some teams and maybe, you know, even work towards a wild card spot next year. That's why I just looked up uh, Joe Mixon's pro football focus grade, and he was ranked the number 15 running back in the NFL last year, even behind all that, which is solidly above average. He had an overall grade of 82.4, which... Once again, above average. So behind that offensive line, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. With that line, with the touches, the the limited touches, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him have a great year. Um, And the one thing you said that told him back the coaching and Andy Dalton, well, those things are going to be back next year. They guarantee that Marvin Lewis is coming back again. I know. I just think that there's there's a we've had we've had really good Andy Dalton seasons. We've had eh, Andy Dalton seasons. Well, the Dalton scale. Exactly. Bring that back. So I think that it just. It, it comes down to him, and it comes down to, you know, it's just the dumb things. Realizing Joe Mixon is your feature running back. That decision improves the team a lot. Just, you know, some smart decisions. Maybe, you know, management helps uh, him see that. The head coach, the, why can't I remember his name? Uh, Marvin Lewis? Marvin Lewis. Yeah, you just said his name. Yeah. You know, if they can, if if things hit right for them, they could be a sneaky good team next year. I just, I don't see it happening. They've got young just, potential. It's I, like they, a yes, gold they mine have, of young guys. They have guys. potential, but I just, I, the, the organization's dysfunctional. It is. It reminds so they me could, of my, they it reminds me of my own team oh, yeah. in ways. The Redskins are the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I'm sad. Not, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's even more depressing now that we're in baseball season. The Orioles start off 1-5. and five. There's a lot of questions over there. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Anything else to add this week, Blake? No. Uh, gearing up towards the draft got what three weeks three weeks towards the draft a couple more weeks man i've uh i'm part of a draft book um if anyone wants to buy that uh sb nation's uh stampede blue the indianapolis colts uh page we have a draft book on sale um i watched 20 uh college running backs um gave scout full scouting reports strengths weaknesses grades ranked them all there's some really great potential in this draft i mean everyone else did positions we've got uh, team needs. We've got you know specific Colts things because we do run through a Colts publication. It goes on sale. It's on pre-sale right now. I think launches tomorrow, um, so you can find that there. Um, some great reads. Uh, yeah. Besides that, follow Pure Sports. Follow Gold to Go. Keep up with our stuff. Email us if you have any questions. Want to talk about some stuff. Uh, that's it for me. That's my spiel. Yeah, man. I mean, follow that up. I don't know. Blake has a lot <laughs> going on. And a lot to say. I think I'm gonna check out his draft book. But, yeah, guys, check us out on Pure Sports Network. We're still pumping out material. Yeah. Uh, catch us at JMU. At JMU, go Dukes. Go Dukes. See you guys. See you. Take care.